Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Tonight's haul, gentlemen, is $2 million. Take me away right now. Let's go. Tell you what. If it's a high card, I'll tell you who I am. And if it's a low card, I'll tell you who you are. Is that a deal? Joker. Joker. I was in this con once before. Backfired. He's wired to shut up! Bad. Sixty grand a carrot. Lawless. It's nine million dollars worth for the price of You have seduced me. Starting off Movember. Movember! It's a tribute of some of the most infamous and notorious mustaches to ever grace cinema. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't the real Movember have something to do with like prostate cancer or something? You know what? I'm sure there's a real good cause behind it all and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I'm all for it. Hey, 
whatever that cause is, promote it. We're not talking about that, though. We're, uh, no. We're talking about 1993's Deadfall. What's that, Steve? <laughs> oh, you I haven't heard of it? it? And I have no idea what it was. But first. But first. I'm a little th- parched, babe. I am as well, Steve. Do we need a beverage? Yeah. You got one handy by chance? We do. Ooh. A little bit late now, uh, going into November, but we have from Sierra Nevada, Oktoberfest. Ooh. Ooh. Need a bottle opener? I'm going to pop my top. Oh, Ooh. my top. Very nice. Oh, my top is also popping, isn't it? Just gotta adjust this top. Nah, you don't. Not only apparently. Alrighty, this is a beautiful clear beer and the pour. Yeah. Ooh. Interestingly, I'm drinking this out of an Alaska smoked porter glass. <laughs> this is a crystal clear beer. Like you can read through it. It's beautiful. No haziness. It's got a nice dark straw color. Nice malty aroma on it. Smells super clean. Got a white foamy head. Steve's got in for the sip. Oh, yeah. That is a fine Mertzen. God damn, that's a good beer. Nice red lager. Uh, mm-hmm. Sweetie, Sierra Nevada brews their Oktoberfest in collaboration with another brewery. <laughs> Would you, uh, could you pronounce that for me by chance? <laughs> no, but I'll try my attempt. World's oldest brewery. <laughs> um... Weinheim Stefnen. Close enough. Weinheim <laughs> Stefna, the world's Where oldest brewery since, I think, 1280 or something like that. 1360? Like, something like that. You want me to Google it? Sure. Oh, wait. Maybe it's coming back here. <laughs> since 1040. 1040. What? 1040. Wow. All right. So, for going on a thousand years, Weinheim Stefner. Um, has been making incredible beer. But yeah, they collaborated with Sierra Nevada to make this wonderful fest beer. Mm. It's absolutely spectacular. Get it now while you still can. Yeah. Totes delish. Peek behind the wall, we're recording this in early October. What? <laughs> uh, but Deadfall. Written and directed by Christopher Coppola. I wonder why he would hire Nick Cage, Steve. Is he related to that uh, Frankie Coppola guy? The one that made Godfather and all that? No, I think it's just a coincidence. Let's see, googling now. Holy shit, he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola and Talia Shire and the older brother of Nicolas Cage. What? I always forget that Nick Cage is a Coppola. Right? And I, no, I, oh. He's such a chameleon, you just forget his, where he's actually from. I sometimes forget, forget he's heritage. human. <laughs> Uh, yes, but uh, Chris, Christopher Coppola, uh, he directed Dracula's Widow. Ooh, maybe that's related to Vampire's what? Kiss. That might be a sequel or something. We need to find this movie right now. Pause the podcast. <laughs> uh, as well as this. Uh, five episodes of Bone Chillers, G-Men from Hell, uh, six episodes of 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd, and a movie called Torch. Um, he also starred in the 2017 movie that we watched called Arsenal. Yeah. Which bears a striking resemblance to this movie in many, many ways. <laughs> uh, where he stars as, well, Nicolas Cage's character's older brother. What? Um, and Nicolas Cage's character is named Eddie. <gasps> and dons a wonderful mustache and shades most of the time. Oh, Much like yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, boys and girls, Deadfall 
is everything you want in a noir movie in the worst possible I, way. I'm just going to start off with that right I off have the bat. no idea. I watched this entire movie, most of it not even playing on my phone, which is yeah. rare. Yeah, which is rare. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. <laughs> well, it's, This is the worst voiceover, by the way, in the history of voiceovers. <laughs> it's so awkward. He does not know how to do do a convincing voiceover yeah so so michael bean is the star of this movie uh you know him of course from aliens and terminator and all that uh he stars as joe donan he does a lot of the voiceovers Mm, he's a confidence man we'll say um who gets involved in shenanigans um but also in this movie you have of course nicholas sir nicholas cage james coburn peter fonda talia shire you know calling in favors the family clarence william the third and Charlie Sheen for a day of shooting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Sarah Trigger. She's the girl in this one, but... Oh, and repeat offender uh, on this here podcast. Who? Sarah Trigger? The redhead, right? Oh, oh I'm thinking you're thinking movie. Lionheart. Sorry, we See, also watched Lionheart. this is why we have to do it immediately after you watch a movie. <laughs> Otherwise, you're like, oh yeah, this is the one where uh, Charlie Sheen goes to <laughs> Myrtle, Char- Myrtle Beach to dance in a competition, right? Yeah, but he had to fight his way there so that he could take care of his wi- his uh, brother's widow. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so we started out. And what we basically donned is a mix between Jaws and the Terminator 2 intro music. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, and then, of course, the voiceover from Michael Bean. It just sounds it sounds like he's reading it off a page. Yeah, it's not convincing at all. And it sounds almost like he doesn't... Like, he's, he's reading handwriting off of a page. Because he doesn't sound confident in his words at all. It's like he's reading this for the first time. And it also doesn't help that it's like all these weird... Like, it's like my dad used to say, a penny in the bush is uh, upside down in the right light or something like that. Like, it's it's things that nobody says. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess somebody has said that before. That's cool. Like my mom always says, it's like salsa through a goose. Exactly. Exactly like salsa through a goose. But see, I say that with confidence because I know it. I'm familiar with it. My mother actually used to say it. Used to. She still does. I need to buy her that shirt. <laughs> you know how to sell a catchphrase. <laughs> like, salsa through a goose. Joe and uh, some guy. I think his name's Frank or something like that. Uh, they're driving to an exchange to turn $50,000 in cash into a half million dollars worth of coke or something like that. Because uh, yeah. Frankie or whatever, when they're doing the exchange, he's like, I want a taste. Nah, you and, gotta stay off that shit. Yeah, and then he like dunks his whole fucking hand in there and like <laughs> it's like he's taking like a handful of powdered sugar and throwing it down his mouth and he's like oh i'm seeing angels here oh yeah because you died yeah you cocaine od <laughs> you just od that, that's pure colombian shale then i mean uh, i hope you're used to it at least <laughs> right hopefully you're an addict yeah but they go to exchange the money oh the wire falls out of his sleeve <laughs> He's wired! He's wired! Police! Get on the ground! The people are shot! Oh! Oh, Mikey's shot! He's on the ground! Joe! Joe's shot! He's on the ground! Oh! We find out his mic is shot as well! Ah! James Coburn! What are you. You can't die! Not James Coburn! You were like the first person listed on the cast! But Frankie manages to escape, and the other guys are shot. Uh, the cops are checking him out, and they basically tell him to get up. It's all a ruse. Squibs. Blah, blah, blah. Ha, ha, ha. Everybody oh, has so a good funny. laugh. Just full of blanks. Yep. Yeah, come on, Mike. Why don't you get up? James Coburn, why don't you get up? Hey, 
Hey, buddy. Nope. Oh, shit. He's Ooh, really shot. Oh, shit. You shot your dad. And and who's delivering that news? Peter Fonda. Because he's yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, with James Coburn's dying words, he says, My brother took the cake. You have to get it, right? I think he said, like, something, get the cake from my brother. Oh, okay. Well, like, my brother took the cake, get the cake from him, or something like something that. Something like, like that. I think so. Because there's also, like, a flashback later in the movie to this scene. But now they got to get out of town because now they got a corpse to deal with. Yeah. You get in the car. I'll take care of your dad. Don't worry. And then cut to Michael yeah. being in his underpants, drinking and crying. Yeah, drinking himself into a stupor, and Peter Fonda shows up, and he's like, yeah, so we're burying your dad on Saturday. You might want to come we swing by. We're putting him in a pauper's but... grave. He's already been, uh, he's already been cremated. We don't want the cops asking no questions. And they go to the funeral, and you know they cover him in the dirt and everything. And then I love how like Peter Fonda goes to his car, and uh, Joe's kind of walking behind him or whatever, and they're talking like, "Yeah, you should leave town until things die down." Blah blah blah. Uh, oh, by the way. Here's your dad, like, address book. It's the only thing he had on him. <laughs> and my favorite part is that Peter Fonda is like, they sit there like, hey, I'm sorry. And then it's like a three Mississippi, and he goes, see ya, and drives right. off. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, then we get some voiceover stuff. Basically, Joe's decided to go west to meet up with, apparently, an uncle that he didn't even know he had. Turns out my my dad had a twin brother. Yep, Uncle Louie. Um, Actually, no, they don't say they're twins yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't say they're That's twins yet. That's just, like, yet. super That's... confusing for, like, till 15 minutes before the end of the movie or some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to a market in, I assume, L.A. I don't think it's ever <laughs> specifically said L.A., no. but out west, whatever. Yeah. Uh, they go to L.A. Uh, Clarence Williams III is there. He's, uh, he's pimping out burritos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, basically find out that they're running numbers there out of that market. And I have written down, 75 cents for a coffee. What year is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> God damn. Uh, but then Joe starts asking around. And he asks, uh, tell, uh, what was that kid's name? Mitch? Some surfer kid? He's like, yeah. hey, I'm looking for uh, Louis Donan. You know where I can find him? Here's 20 bucks if you can uh, help me find him. Who's asking? Yeah, tell him he's got a nephew. And then uh, that's when Eddie, played by Nicolas Cage, kind of slides up behind. He's like, hey, buddy, let me show you a card trick. That's, you, uh, that's where we get our quote right here from our uh, some clip here. The, yeah, the trailer. If you get the high card, I'll tell you who I am. If you get the low card, I'll tell you who you are. What do you think? Oop, I drew the Joker. <laughs> Uh, but eventually, uh, they they take him, they they give him the okay, and they lead him to an office where James Coburn is in there. Holy shit! It's a oh, twin. Oh shit! He's having no! flashbacks to his dad, who he killed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, get the first of many scenes where Eddie starts popping a couple pills and doing freaky face shit. <laughs> oh my god! Nicholas Cage does all of the acting in this movie. This is the movie he was born to. to- yeah. He's like on screen for maybe 10 minutes. And I feel like he's the only one trying. Maybe 11, because I feel like nine and a half of them are his freak out. Ah, yes. Uh, (laughs) Coming up. Uh, But basically, Lou's like, oh, I didn't even know I had a kid. Oh, sorry to, you know, nice to meet you. Sorry to hear about your dad. Oh, how'd you know about him? Uh, I know things. 
Anyway, what, what can you do? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, why don't you go bar hopping with Eddie today? Let him show you around town. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> and, of course, Eddie is like, oh, yeah, I'll show you around. Is it okay if I bring my girl with me? Ah. <laughs> so uh, we're introduced to his girl, Diane, who's a nice blonde lady played by Sarah Trigger. Who's she, Steve? <laughs> Fuck if I know anything else she's been in. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> She's she she's a blonde chick that wears a dress. That's that's essentially her her yeah, character. Yeah, that's in her this. character. Yeah, she's a little shady in this. Yeah, very well. I think she's supposed to be li- like literally the red herring in the red dress. I guess. Yeah. But just kind of like she plays kind of the dumb no blonde. And... Yeah. Uh, the, but they go to a bar and they swindle poor bartender Talia Shire. And there was that one guy. Where, I don't know if he was in the mechanics overalls or whatever, just covered in patches. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was, it wasn't, you kept saying he was a mechanic, he was not. He was almost like a Vanilla Ice character. Yeah, or, or maybe he's like a punk guy. He, uh, punk, he but he's wearing patches? white. Punks don't wear white, yeah. though. No, that's what I'm thinking, like, what's that stupid Vanilla Ice movie? Oh, you mean the one? Cool as Ice? Cool as Ice. He was like a member of that gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he could have been he, Malibu's Most Wanted or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they, they, they pull a quick switch on uh, Talia Shire. And then there's... <laughs> and they go to a gas station. And that's right now the, the uh, awkward kiss between Eddie and Diane. Oh, she <laughs> like, does... Oh. Eddie's like, I don't know, trying to eat her face or something. Like, I assume he's supposed to be right? tripping. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then he also says, We're gonna go home soon, Mommy. Uh, but... <laughs> Sorry, it may sound like I'm just doing like a total creeper voice. It's he just... does that the whole movie. He's so <laughs> creepy. It's great. Uh, and he says, Mommy, uh, Mommy. Uh, uh. So then uh, we get some boobs. Yeah, go to a strip club. Oh, yeah. And the gal's just like shaking them around. Nicholas Cage puts some money in between them. She fondles them some more. Yeah. Uh, but then, the, and then they go to the bar, and Eddie's telling Joe. See that guy in the corner there? That's Baby. Baby's in the corner. And I thought, I've written down, nobody puts Baby in the corner. Nobody. Um, but a huge black guy named Baby. And he basically says, uh, he owes uh, Lou $1,500. You need to go get it. I'll be out in the car. <laughs> and uh, Eddie walks away. Joe walks up, flashes him a smile. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to outside where Eddie and Diane are basically in the car. And she's like, Where, where's Joe? Where's Joe? Joe's got to come with us. <laughs> Joe's gone, baby. And then Joe walks out the door with baby. They give a little, little hug, a little tap or something. And uh, boom, Joe's got $1,500. Boom. So yeah, pulls a little... Uh, got the money out of there yeah and it's like look i got him to pay nobody get, makes baby pay yeah then when, uh they drop him off at his motel and uh we keep uh, uh, when he was taking the bus out west there was the guy with the beard who was you know they showed was kind of eyeballing him and it's like all right cool whatever and now he's outside the motel like stake staking yeah. him out yeah the guy with a with obviously a fake beard yeah yeah <laughs> it looks like peter berg if he was wearing like a zz top beard yeah. <laughs> like a green zz top beard that guy's weird yeah well, we'll get to it but that's not really resolved either later in the movie no nope. no there's no answers anywhere in this movie for anything that that night uh joe breaks into lou's office and starts looking around trying to find out what's going on because he's like 
Ew, if there's one thing you know being in the game, he's got something big and it's happening soon. Yeah. And he finds a one-way plane ticket to Tahiti, and that's basically about it. So then he goes back to his motel room, and Diane's there waiting for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically she's just like, ah, oh, you, you show me what a real man's like. Ah, oh, I, don't, I don't sleep with Eddie. I'm assuming he can't get it up because of all the cocaine. Yeah. He's snorting cocaine or taking pills in every single scene in this. It's great. Yeah, basically she wants a piece of Joe. And, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we get a nice little love scene with some boobies. You say mm. nice. That is a super awkward it, love scene. It is they very awkward. They barely Don't have move. chemistry. There's no, like, sweat. There's no hunk of chunk. There's, no, like, nothing going they, on. Neither just, of them are into this even a little bit. Because they even look in the camera every once in a while. It's like a goddamn Fellini film. It is not arousing. (laughs) It's it's basically a really boring love scene. It is really boring. Uh, So then we cut to the next day, and it's Uncle Lou's birthday. What? So we go to Uncle Lou's house, and we meet Uncle Lou's wife. Yeah, we do. Who is just the sweetest, most vapid vessel you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Oh, she's completely empty. Yeah, but uh, they, she made a cake and everything, and she's like, Oh my god, he's so oh cute, god, I didn't it's... know he had a nephew. I'll make you cakes every day. Yeah. And then we get the, the lovely backstory of uh, how he met her. Uh, basically, um, he was in a diner, and she made the best cup of coffee he ever had, and basically married the next day. Coffee god, was the clincher. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's right, and then also during the birthday thing is when he's like, Oh yeah, let's uh let's let's, ha- let's have a drink for your dad too. It's his birthday too. And That's it's like, what... "Haha, so they are twins." Or they just born on the same day. <laughs> yeah, they're like literally like 2 years apart right? the same day. It's like, "What what can I say? New Year's was a very special day for my parents." <laughs> yeah, but uh then we go Eddie's back at the strip club and he's yeah, give, giving money to the lovely ladies ooh, so ooh. they can help pay their student yeah. loans. And then uh Baby shows up. Yeah, baby shows up, and he basically <laughs> spills the beans and was like, "Oh yeah, he said he'd pay off my fifteen hundred dollars if I just walked outside and shook his hand. He's probably banging your girl too." <laughs> and then this is the start of the epic. Oh my god, Eddie freak out! Oh my god, this freak out is so good. This is this is why you watch this movie. Yeah. I guess it actually starts a little earlier when he's like. Uh, <laughs> when he's hand the, handing her the dollars and he's like Sam fucking Peckinpah Sam fucking Peckinpah I'm like who the fuck is Sam fucking Peckinpah <laughs> Sam Peckinpah is a thing let me look it up oh, okay Sam Peckinpah is an American film director he achieved prominence for the Wild Bunch oh ah, he wrote the scripts to Gunsmoke Have Gun Will Travel The Rifleman Broken Arrow oh, Klondike Dick Powell wait Broken Day Arrow Day. probably not the same one <laughs> uh, the original Texas Ranger oh, okay the westerner so, so the modern western basically yeah oh. uh, and then yeah he did a whole bunch of movies uh, Bright in High Country Major Dundee Let's see he's known uh He's known for his use of violence, which was kind of unheard of at the time. All right, so he's the father of the modern Western, mm-hmm. basically. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is where he freaks out. Okay. 
Um, and Eddie's like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go kill this motherfucker, Joe. He's trying to get in on my job and my lady and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Even though he has nothing to say, no proof other than baby said it. He's super high. Super high. Um, but the guy, the the guy with the beard follows him out into the alley. Does. And, uh, hold, like, tries to choke him out with, uh, garrot wire. Yeah. Uh, but Eddie's too smart for that and stabs him. Yeah, and then stabs him in the leg. slamming his fucking head in the door. Oh, God, yeah. And, it's, it, <laughs> I gotta say, this scene is really well done. Yeah. I was cringing. It feel like, they did a good job. I don't know how much damage the two actors may have actually sustained. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, who sent you? Who sent you to kill me, man? He says, Sam fucking Peckinpah. Ah! Boom, kills him. And then basically the next five minutes, I, I may just play the whole thing here. <laughs> okay, we also forgot when he's exiting the strip club, he's like yelling and screaming and like all the strippers are just basically heading back up on stage because they don't want to deal with it. And yeah, then he yeah. like roughs up a guy by the door. You know what? I, right about here, I'm going to throw in just a highlight of the next couple of minutes. <laughs> You're going to play the like full Nicholas Cage is, Someone's trying to kill me, man! Oh I, mean, I mean, that was in the trailer. Oh! Oh, oh my god, the scene he gets back to his apartment. <laughs> he goes back to his apartment, he freaks out. Diane like pulls the gun on him because he was about to attack her. Someone's trying to kill me, man! Who would try to kill you, Eddie? The fucking hangers! Let me get you a drink. <laughs> You smoke cigars, babe, particularly Louis Brand. Eddie, it's really not what you think. Shut up! Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> oh, you have fucking no man! What am I, a fucking retard man? Am I a fucking retard? Oh! I know what this is. You're trying to stop me out because of this crazy little dick you've been around. Well, vive la fucking France, man! <laughs> I bet I was the last person you were playing on scene tonight, doll! Get out. I'd really love a reason to blow you away. So get out. Uh, I don't know, was he going to attack her? or? Yes. I mean, he was just kind of having a general freak he out. Was, until he, like, absolutely lunged at her, and that's when she pulled out the gun. He's like, oh, hey, I wasn't going to touch <laughs> hey, you. Sexy. Hey, I was just being nice, huh? <laughs> cocaine dick anyway <laughs> yeah but yeah basically uh, i've written down for like the next couple scenes like oh no this scene is awesome oh no this scene <laughs> oh shit this scene is weird um but yeah basically eddie goes to uh talk to lou and basically ties him up and like gags him and everything yeah oh because uh yeah because i guess he basically figures lou or joe michael bean had to have sent the assassin yeah. either yeah, either Lou's trying to get rid of him or Joe wants his job. Yeah. So that, that's a 
cocaine-fueled Eddie. Those are the only options that could possibly exist. He couldn't have pissed anyone off else off in the whole wide world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Diane tells Joe, like, Joe, we're in trouble. He's going to go talk to Lou. Ah. And so Joe goes to uh, the rest of the market, and they got the deep fryer going. And oh, God, Eddie's... they do a long <laughs> shot on that deep fryer. They really and do. I was already asshole clenching for this. It was, ugh. The fight scene. It was uh, a fire fight! <laughs> where, where Eddie starts screaming, What the fuck? We fuck now! What the fuck? <laughs> crazy fucking world we live in captain jack eddie what the hell is this you filthy double crossing little fucking filthy double crossing filthy fucking goddamn fucking filthy little prank what the hell has gotten into you man what is this oh what the hell has gotten into you eddie what is this oh that's really good Dalu. that's like a poker face like a fucking statue pick a card cracking up what is it what the hell pick the fucking card Eddie, I, I, I don't know what the hell's gotten into you. In a couple of days, you and I are going to make a bundle of money. Now, now don't money. Eddie, come on, don't blow it now. Put the gun down. Show me the joker. Oh, come on, put the gun down. Just show me the fucking joker. Well, holla fucking new, you man! The joker's wild! You trying to take me out of the game? Let's squeeze in your fucking nephew, huh? Well, who's sitting behind your fucking desk now? Me! I'm behind your fucking desk now! Me! This is about Joe? Oh, God. Eddie, after, after all we've been through together? Come on, man. Bullshit. Bullshit. Jesus Christ, you stupid fucking hothead! Come on, what is this? Uh, what the hell is going on here? I'll show you a fucking hothead, man! I'll show you a hothead! I don't want to be an asshole! What a fuck! What a fuck! Huh? We fuck now! We fuck now! By the way, it's great because it's true. All guys' threats eventually just become super homoerotic. Yeah. Like, when you get especially super drunk or super angry guys, it always just becomes like, I'm going to bend you over and fuck you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to tear your asshole open. Let's <laughs> let you in twin, boy. Uh, but during the scrimmage, uh, Joe pulls off Eddie's toupee, mm -hmm. and that really pisses him off. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what pisses him off even more is when Eddie gets his face slammed into the deep fryer. <laughs> Motherfucker. By the way, he's dead. As long as he was in oh, yeah. there, he breathed it in. He's oh, dead. Yeah, he dies. Yep. Uh, but basically after that, uh, Lou is convinced that Joe's good. Joe's a good guy and brings him into the con. And so now they got to get some real money. And then, that's right, then he has the dream that uh, seemed like the fucking intro to Rockford Files. Like it was a bunch of like still <laughs> pictures. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the new Mark is Dr. Lime. Mm -hmm. Who's that? 
this he's a evil goddamn... German fucking supervillain guy uh, with a claw he's a hand. Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> he is a Bond villain through and through. Lou asked Joe, How's your pool game? Terrible. Perfect. <laughs> so he goes to a pool hall and challenges uh, Charlie Sheen to a game of mm-hmm. $1,000 a point. Yeah. Charlie Sheen, also known as Fat's Grip in this movie. He has a special glove just for his, like, pull fingers. Sure does. It's kind of crazy. He apparently also has a manservant named Sausage. Yes. He says, Sausage, set it up. Yeah, Sausage, (laughs) just set it up. They have a game. Charlie Sheen gets to be the coolest cat ever. Oh, yeah. Uh, He loses the game 25 to 1. Like, it's horrible. But he has diamonds. And so to get their authenticity, he takes them back to see Dr. Claw. I'm sorry, I mean Dr. Lime. And Dr. Claw. It's basically Dr. Claw. We'll just call him Dr. Claw for the rest of the show. And basically he's like, ah, oh, very impressive. He's like, yeah, and I've got $9 million worth of diamonds, but I'll sell it to you for two, because they're a little hot for me right now. Oh, yeah. You have a deal, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where you noticed uh, Dr. Claw's lady friend with all the yes, jade all over the she's giant She's wearing a necklace. kryptonite necklace <laughs> and, a cri- and kryptonite earrings. Yeah, they're fucking huge. Oh, like, my God. It's just like raw stones glued on her. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a choker with like these giant. I'd say like four inch by two inch yeah, pieces just of kryptonite like, or, yeah, like, or whatever. Like, like uncut like uh, crystals of it. Like they almost look like quartz crystals. Yeah, yeah, crazy shit. But yeah, yeah. it's kryptonite though, one hundred percent. The deal's on. They just have to set up the monies and blah blah blah. Get get the diamonds and they'll do the exchange. But Joe's having second thoughts. First we get the sugar, then we get the money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so you get to the exchange, and it's eerily similar to the setup at the beginning of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. where where the wire pops out. It's a setup! And then Joe freezes. He can't shoot his uncle with the gun full of blanks. Uh, so luckily, Dr. Claw's goons light him up like a fucking Christmas tree with right? their machine guns. <laughs> yeah, basically Joe runs off uh, with the two, $2 million. And as he's running away, he sees a redhead in the distance. It looks like his mother. And runs Mom. after her and keeps Mommy. running after her and Mom. corners her in a warehouse. Mommy, where have you been? And then turns Mommy, around you. and it's Diane with a red <gasps> wig on. What are you doing here? Bum, bum, bum. And then his dad pops around the fucking corner. What? You and, were dead the whole time? And Peter Fonda. What? And Frankie's back for some reason. Abraham Lincoln comes around the corner and says, "Oh, I'm alive too." Oh, he 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 was there to uh, to fight the vampires. Oh, that's right, that's right. Keep that in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> he was there in case Peter Fonda gets out of hand. No. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, basically, like, oh yeah, we've been playing you the whole time. It was perfect. You you did your part excellently. Now here's your cut. You get a million. Oh, by the way, when he pays off Peter uh, Peter Fonda and Frankie, he hands them like a handful of cash, which I'm guessing is like maybe yeah. twenty thousand dollars. Stacks on stacks on stacks. So they have the other $1.96 million Pretty to much. split between the two of them? I'd be like... Oh, and they got to pay off uh, the chick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she gets like twenty grand too. I don't even want the money. Oh, so you, you fucked him and betrayed him for not the money? So you for just free? did it for fun? Yeah. Totes for funsies? <laughs> yeah, but then uh, Joe pulls a gun on his dad. <gasps> oh, shit. And then... They start up the carousel that's there in the warehouse. They're standing on a carousel for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And they get on the carousel and they go around. And a whole bunch of back and forth. 
Um, and his dad's even saying, like, no, no, see, your Uncle Lou's the one who killed your mom. It, it wasn't when she was delivering you or anything. Uh, that was a lie, too. Blah, blah, blah. And Joe's just losing his mind. Joe's just like, my entire life is a lie. Yeah. And basically shoots out of, the money spills out, um, and Lou's just, or, uh, not Lou. What's the his dad. dad's name? The my, dad. The, 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 yeah, the dad is, like, picking up the cash. We get some voiceover as Joe walks away, throws the gun just randomly in a warehouse, which, by the way, probably don't want to do that. No, somebody's going to find that. Yeah. And your fingerprints are everywhere. Everywhere. And roll credits with the carousel in the background. That's the movie. No, no loopholes whatsoever in that movie. Who was the guy with the beard? I don't Who hired know. him? Oh, there was another really huge thread that went nowhere. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But uh, yeah, Deadfall. Deadfall. Would you recommend it, babe? Yes. Yes, because you got to watch for the Nick Cage. You do have to watch it for the out. Nick Cage. You you can probably watch a YouTube clip. No, but... you you got to watch the movie. <laughs> you got to know the, the the subtext behind his performance. Yes. You don't just need to know that he's a rock and roll clown and he likes cocaine. I like cocaine. <laughs> Dr. Oxo, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd recommend checking it out. It's, it's horrible, but I mean, it's horrible in a good way. Watch it with your friends. Yeah, watch it not sober. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that definitely yeah. helps. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have fun facts. What? More beer. <gasps> and what, if anything, we learned from Deadfall. Oh, I learned a lot of things from this movie. Indeed. When everything I learned from movies returns! We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first hey do you like movies hey do you like podcasts if you do then come on down and listen to the home video hustle podcast homie hustle hustle every friday we talk about whatever movie pj picks out the bag what does that mean well every wednesday on our youtube page i pick a bunch of movies at random sometimes there's a theme to it sometimes not pj picks the movie out and guess what we watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popbean.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders, yeah. but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. 
What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. <laughs> yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex. And you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hi, this is Johnny C. McGinley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Yeah! They get better every week. Every week. Every and, week. And you and John C. McGinley said... Remind, reminded oh everybody oh that we god. were watching your feeling oh from movies. Oh god, because they totally forgot. Oh hi, cat. <laughs> god damn it, cat! Get out! Uh, get off my leg! Uh, god, this cat's making me all thirsty by being near me. <laughs> Got anything well, we can drink, well, babe? Throw him. There we go. And I reach with sexy noises. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beautiful can here and very cool fake veneer. Wood veneer. Very 70s looking. We have from Woods Beer Company, Retro Pilsner, 4.8% alcohol by volume, unfiltered lager. Very nice. This is a traditional unfiltered Pilsner, is bright and snappy, hazy sweet, with like golden rays through cellar dust. Woods Beer Company is a small brewing company and family of unique bars and brew clubs throughout the Bay Area. We make adventurous beers for curious drinkers. We're everywhere. They are. They have so many tap rooms. They have to have like maxed out their licenses. Probably. Yeah. They say we got this one out of uh, Treasure Island. They just opened up out there. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, there was an old military base on Yerba Buena Island in the middle of the San Francisco Bay, and they extended it and called it Treasure Island. And they shut down the military base, and now they throw parties out there and serve beer. <laughs> also, dig up nuclear waste. So you say there's beer. I'm going to pop my top. Ooh. Oh, my top. And the pour. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. This is also, you know what, for being an unfiltered Pilsner, this is quite clear. This is super clear. Not very hazy at all. A nice straw color, lighter than our last beer. Got a super white foamy head, lots of tiny bubbles. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, that's a nice, uh, nice pilsner. It's a little um, hoppier than you might expect, but it just makes it more of like a 
Like a Czech-style Pilsner tends to be a little on the hoppier side. Yeah, it's definitely got a little bit of a hop aroma. It almost... I'm not going to lie, it kind of smells like weed. Mm. <laughs> is this caffeinated? I know a lot of Woods beers are caffeinated. This one is not. This one is just a Pilsner, but uh, we may have more coming on the future episodes. What? Yeah, they like to add uh, yerba mate to a lot of stuff, which mm. is a coffee alternative of some sort. Yeah, yeah, it's some, some herb. With caffeine, caffeine in it, yeah. Caffeine. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Uh, who wants some fun facts? Fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Any guesses on the Rotten Tomato scores of this movie? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I feel like I'm being generous, but 13? Zero. It is 0% oh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I was so generous. The audience score is 25%. Oh, see, I was right in between. Yeah, yeah, see, there you go. I reach it out. Yeah, there you go. I'll allow it. All right. Oh, God. No critics like this movie? Not one. Not one? Can you really blame Not him? Not even the guy who goes against everyone's reviews just so that... Like... I, don't th- I don't think he was born yet in 1993. Oh, man. we got to make him watch this movie. Sweetie, mm-hmm. the budget of this movie was roughly $10 million, which, given the cast, amazing feat. But then again, mm-hmm. when you're... Basically, the Coppola's family project and and the Fox family too. Like, yeah. Ted Fox is the producer. Jim Fox did the music. Or like yeah. Gertrude was like one I of the. I feel like producers. a lot of people like just took uh, the bare minimum for this just to like be in it. Yeah, but ten million dollar budget. What do you think the gross was? Ooh, let's see. Movie ticket theater tickets were only like four dollars a piece. If that, yeah. So. Seventeen dollars. Eighteen thousand three hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Oh that's painful. Yeah. That I'm really sorry for. It's not. All right, I gotta say this is not a great movie. It's not that bad a movie. It's. It's confusing. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it, you know, all right. It's confusing. I, all right. Never like, mind. I love this movie, and I know it's a bad movie. <laughs> there are worse movies. There are. But also, I like noir, so I can see past the fact that it's a noir. A lot of people don't like noir. If you didn't like Blade Runner or its sequel, you don't like noirs. <laughs> yes, compare this movie to Blade Runner for me, sweetie. <laughs> They're both technically noirs. It's true. It's true. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Eddie and the... Uh... <laughs> Blade Runner. Ooh, he, what if Nicolas Cage was a malfunctioning uh, replicant? Replicant, yes. Yeah. 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 Blade Runner twenty sixty nine or whatever. Oh God, yes. 69. All right, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie, think, yeah. Think about this one for a second. <clears throat> okay. Val Kilmer and Joanne Wally were going to star, but pulled out of the project at the very last minute. Yes, Val Kilmer and his wife Joanne oh. Wally uh, from Willow. Okay, uh, the lady yeah. from Willow. Yeah, you know I'm talking about right. Oh, this would have been a very different movie. Yeah, instead of Michael Bean and uh, Sarah Trigger. By the way, first movie like ever where Michael Bean doesn't die. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few out there. Take me home tonight. I know he survives till the end. <laughs> was that before or after this? Oh, yeah, that was way after that. Uh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> At least one Spoiler I alert for every Michael Bean movie. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking Sean Bean. They both don't have good survival yeah, yeah, records. It's true. They, <laughs> they're, they're usually not long for this world. Yeah. All right. 
Nicolas Cage came onto the set dressed up with a wig, albino contact lenses, and dark sunglasses because he thought this would add more authenticity to the character of the two-bit hustler, Eddie. Cage was told that he could dress up however he wanted for his part. What? Yes, that was Nick's choice. Oh, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Carrie Ells and Tom Waits were considered for the role of Fats Grip before Charlie Sheen took the part. Carrie Ells would have been such a good pole hustler. Oh, oh God. I mean, I'm happy it's Charlie, but oh, that would have been so good too. I mean, Carlos Estevez as President Rathcock. (laughs) I'm sorry, yes, Carlos Estevez was Fats Grip. Uh, we mentioned that movie Arsenal that came out last year that we saw oh, straight okay. to DVD, of course, because when the star of your movie is uh, the guy from Entourage. Yeah, What's yeah. that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, that, it, that movie was very similar to this. Um, same director. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was going to totally say. Totally awesome. Exactly. I'm sure it's also on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm sure it's on there somewhere. <laughs> May not have many reviews, but it's on there. Uh, but, sweetie, what did we learn from Deadfall? Oh, man. Uh, I learned to keep your face out of deep fryer. <laughs> Let that as, be a lesson. As tempting as you think it is. How about you, Steve? Um, I learned from some of the voiceover, ain't no money in a memory. <laughs> sweetie, careful. I don't want you to hyperextend your eyeball by rolling it so hard. You know what? That's actually not true because memoirs make people a shit ton of money. I found a flaw in this movie. <laughs> Finally, it took us the whole hour. What I learned is that this movie may have one flaw. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I learned that coffee is the clincher. Yeah. So, yeah. Steve, if I make you the perfect co- pot of coffee, I'm sure you'll give it to someone who will appreciate it. <laughs> it's somebody who drinks coffee. <laughs> Uh, you want to know what else I learned? What'd you learn? Sam fucking Peckinpah! <laughs> you know what I didn't learn from this movie? What's that? Who that fucking guy was? Yeah, we had to learn from... Uh, what happened to his mom? What? Joe's mom. What happened to... They never explained what oh, happened to her. Yeah, you got like four different stories where... Ooh, we need a prequel. No, we don't. We need a sequel. But he's an old man. He's gonna go searching for the vengeance of his mother. He's gonna go... I'm sorry... Searching for the vengeance of his mother? Yes. His mother's ghost you are vengeance? Right. You are racing. Coming next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. Movember. Movember. Off to a good start. Oh, this movie's fucking God. nuts. Damn, Nicolas Cage's mustache is spectacular. This whole movie is 100% hinged on Nick Cage's performance. If oh. it, there's not that, this movie's not worth watching it. Absolutely, yeah. Everything else about this movie is pure horseshit. I mean, James Coburn. I, that guy could read the fucking phone book. It's true. And be cool James Coburn it. is brilliant in every single scene he's in. Yeah, but Nicolas Cage, holy shit. I, I, I don't think it's coincidence, like a year later, he was winning the Academy Award. This, this was like his warm-up. Right? So what was the bad movie he did after his Academy Award? The Rock? No. That doesn't know. The one immediately after leaving everybody, Las Vegas? Everybody does a bad movie immediately after they win an Academy Award. Ooh, memento, poor favor. <laughs> or maybe in this case, immediately before winning it. Memento, poor favor. Guy's made a shit ton of the movies in the last five years. All right. He did get divorced. Oh, of course. Kiss of Death. 
Oh, shit. Coming next week. No. When are we doing that you, for our podcast? Have you seen Kiss of Death? I have seen parts of it. I've yeah. never seen it all the way through. Yeah. All right. So Kiss of Death was his movie immediately after winning yeah. the Oscar. I told you everybody does an awful movie after they win the Oscar. I swear I thought it was The Rock right after. But nope, I guess Kiss of Death was right in between them. Yeah. Where he stars as Little Junior Brown. By the way, if you want to see Nick Cage as a roided out uh, uh, like muscle Ooh, yeah. for the mob, that's a movie for you. Ah! If you like David Caruso taking off his sunglasses, you know you do. Wow! So yeah, thank you for listening. Keep your eyes out for the future episodes. Yeah. Uh, Tell your friends about us. Why not? Oh yeah. Uh, Of course, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. movies. Uh, You can also find some amazing art. Ooh, you can find that on my Etsy shop. The holidays are coming. You only have like six more weeks to buy presents for people. Everyone you know and love is expecting you to get them something awesome. Get them something from my shop. That is untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. Yeah, I got, I still have awesome enamel pins. I have super awesome prints for movie lovers in your life, cat lovers in your life, dog lovers in your life. I painted every single dog braid. And... You can buy it as a poster and make that six weeks working full time. All that hard work actually worth it. <laughs> there you me. go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait to sell it, babe. <laughs> and for you, you get the benefit of all of those stupid dogs staring at me, their beady little eyes, making love to your wife. <laughs> You can also check us out at Patreon.com, where uh, you can get exclusive access a few days early to our episodes, uh, full interviews, all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, We're also sending out a lot of other random stuff that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, uh, randomly we give away free gifts to all of our Patreon members, everybody who's a Patreon member in September. Everybody who already was a Patreon through September... They all got cool buttons. Yeah, they got a few wonderful little things from and us. bottle openers and magnets. So if you'd like to join in on the fun, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash EILF movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you become a, if you, if you donate enough to the podcast, you can be on this here podcast or tell us what we're watching. Yes. Very few movies are actually banned. Uh, it's true. It's true. We're, maybe it's a little low. I mean, $10 is kind of low to like tell us what movie to watch well i mean anything's not on the band list well of course yeah yeah which is what three movies yeah i think so <laughs> it's like you know what movies they are too it's, <laughs> it's, it's everybody's come on but yeah we got one of those actually coming up in december so if you'd like to <gasps> get in december as well make it quick <laughs> it could be your present to us yeah <laughs> Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned learned From from Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Sam fucking Beckenbaugh. Nick Cage freak out. Steve, (laughs) Nick Cage freak out or Stanley Tucci freak out? Nick Cage all day. (laughs) All day, son.
Ok, vas-y, 